Welcome to the Tales of Africa podcast with your host, Richmond Setrana. Today, I have a young lady in our studios by the name of Edna Frempong, and she's a self-taught shoemaker who makes handcrafted leather slippers and sandals for both males and females. So it's interesting that we have a young lady who is so much prominent in a male-dominated industry like the shoemaking business. So Edna, you're welcome to our studios. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm super grateful to be here. Thank you. All right, Edna. It's also a privilege and an honor to have you. So can you please let us know a little bit about yourself? Tell our listeners what we think they should know about you. Maybe you can give us a little bit about your professional background, academic background, and then maybe your family. Yeah, thank you. Thank you once again for your time. And thank you. I greet all your listeners. So uh, my name is Edna Frimpon. Edna Frimpon. So simply, I'm, a, I'm Edna, a student, and at the same time, a shoemaker girl. So I, I call myself the shoemaker girl. I just like the name, so I just took it up for myself. So yeah, Edna, the shoemaker girl. Yeah, so I'm a student. I'm a level three under student of the Ghana Institute of Journalism, reading um, public relations major. All right, all right. That's really good to hear. So um, public relations major, tertiary students, Edna, what, what made you go yeah. into the filmmaking business? Like, I don't, I don't really see the connection between what you do <laughs> and your professional background or academic background, so to speak. Okay, so my dad is a professional shoemaker. Okay. So yeah, so you could see where I'm coming from. So okay, okay. and I grew up with him. I grew up with him, staying with him, learning all the skill, everything from him. So I got to, I mean, have a flex. So I feel like so if and my dad never learned the skill from anywhere. I see. Mm-hmm. He never learned the skill. He generally learned the skill. So I feel like so if God has given this talent to my dad. And he's so good in it for almost 20 years. Why don't I tap into the knowledge right now? Why don't I learn it? Maybe that's what the, that's what God gave to the family to survive on. And so you, you sometimes you may go to school, but the school will not take care of you. It's the skill yeah. that will take you. And we are living in a country where the in order that gets in the education, you need to get a skill. Right. That is very true. Wow. So that, I, I take it that. When you were young, you used to follow your dad to the shop and then you used to watch how he does it. Yeah, and that's no, how he yeah, yeah. I, I was working with him at school and after secondary school, like, before, like, even I, after, like, when I was, before I finished secondary school, I was working with him. So he sent me, I'm yeah, going to buy this, I'd be hammering, gluing, you know. So I was working with him, basically, and I was learning on the job. Oh, okay. So, so how did this, how did this start? How did you decide that, okay, I think I should do this full time? How did it come? I think I read somewhere. I mean, that was basically that was last three years ago, okay. 2020, during COVID. That's when I said, like, let me take the let me take this to the next level. Let me make it so serious so that it will I'll just help, I'll just help my father and myself and my family because that's what God gives to us. Oh wow. That's really interesting. So is this like the first job you've ever done, or have you worked? In a corporate No, world. I was working. I used to work. Um, I work with an NGO as a programs coordinator. You see. But then I lost my job. During the COVID, we, we had to lead all of us. So and I was, and I, I do I do a lot of stuff apart from this two as well, academic writings and stuff. So oh. I feel like this let me go back to this. My father was doing it tra- traditionally. People don't know him well. Now we have social media and I have the education. Why am I going to school? to truth so i have to 
So my my education bring came in here because I'm schooling. Why is this paying so much fees on me? So I have to make sure I leverage on social media and I leverage on everything I was taught. And you know, in PR, we, need to, we learn about marketing, we learn about branding, yeah, all yeah. those things. So when you don't just learn it and just go and sit down, you need to apply. So whilst I'm doing a business, I apply. So all my designs, my I do it myself, my everything I do it myself because I was trying to apply the work I'm doing at home in school. So the what I'm doing, even in the house, I try to apply. Everything is about applying application. You need to apply your knowledge. In everything that you learn. Oh wow, that's so great. to apply. Yeah, that's great to hear. So, you being a female in this kind of industry, has it been a, has it been a problem for some of your customers or anything of that sort? Because you said, I'm saying that. So, you being a female in this mm-hmm. male-dominated industry, has it been a problem for any any of your customers? And how did you also find? How did you mm-hmm. like? It really impresses me that. You you decide to forge yeah. ahead with such a career, knowing very well that this is something that men mostly do. Probably you could have considered that. Yeah. You decide to still go ahead with what you, your dad was doing anyway. So how did that? Yeah, I want to know more about that. Yeah. So I mean, personally, I don't. I, I haven't gotten that discrimination aspect where people were like, okay. "Oh, you not buy because of your bar." People were not really come because of the female factor, the lady oh, wow. factor. I remember when I, when I was working with my dad. I was starting with my dad. I remember when I used to do the hammering and stuff, and you were on the roadside, car passes there, see the traffic, mm-hmm. and people be looking at people sometimes just stay because of I'm the one I'm the I'm the one doing. So I was like, okay, so people people always w- w- watch and look at her because of me. Wow. So meaning if I take this thing as a profession, people will be, I really get the market. And yes, I get the clouds because of the female factor. And I don't care about you discriminating. I mean. Even if you are in the bank, even if you are the you're a minister, we are all into sales. We are all looking for customers. We are looking yeah, for people. True. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, what has been the target market for your business since you took over from your dad? Is it the same target market, or has it changed since you came on board? Yeah, it has changed. Now we don't just get market from just clients or customers. We also have what. We, we, we have the social media trying to, the people on social media, I try to bring them. So now most of the clients that we are getting is from social media, from okay. my LinkedIn, from my WhatsApp, from my Instagram, and, and from referrals too as well. So even now, I bring a lot of, um, the words, okay. the, 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 the customers. Okay, okay, so, you said, so now you bring a lot of the customers. Does that mean your, your dad is still yeah. in yeah, he's still, he's still in the business. I still work with him. Oh, okay. I still work with him. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. So is it something you want to do like full-time or just to support? Yeah, I want to. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, I want to. So I'm, I'm working on it. I'm really working on it. Oh, wow. Because, and yeah, because the dream is to have a own, a bigger, I mean, a warehouse with yeah, yeah. Doing, uh, selling everything about leather stuffs into wholesale and retailing then train people because people want to learn and i want my daddy to start training people now before he go with all his knowledge i mean i don't want that to happen yeah that's so we need to start training people okay and we do work for us yeah okay so i'm hearing warehouses i'm hearing expansion i'm hearing training new people so let me ask do you do you Mm -hmm. intend to probably expand beyond just making shoes and slippers are there other things other products that 
Yeah, so we won't just so the expansion comes in. We won't just make the slave tattoos and stand out because I have nothing to shoe. My my daddy does shoes, but not professionally wise, just for himself. But then we will try to bring people, shoemakers, other shoemakers on board who make shoes for us in our brand's name. They'll make shoes. We also sell leather belts, bracelets. I mean, anything concerning leathers, you 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 are sorted out. We will do, and, and because of where our shop is. The market is there. The gap is there. Where when you sell anything about the shoemakers are there, so anything about shoemaking, glue and stuff, people will buy it because that that gap is there. And so yeah. that that is the promise of the dream now to have that. We sell everything about leather stuff, and people come and buy. It. Don't just so you just don't come and buy slippers. When you come, you can get leathers for yourself. So shoemakers will get their leathers. So it's a whole bigger thing. I see. That, right. that one. That requires a lot of funds, right? So, are you looking at some kind of <laughs> yes, God is government right. support or yeah, it's a serious thing. Yeah, we are bootstrapping for now. Yes, <laughs> it, it is well. <laughs> is it is real? Okay, sure. Oh. That's, that's it, really. Yeah. So I pray that I pray mm-hmm. the people who are in who are in a position to be able to help will come on board and then also commit some funds to make this dream a reality by quickening the whole process Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. Okay, so um, you said you've been in the business for about three years, right? Yes, please. Okay, and um, what have been some of the what has been the most challenging part of the journey for you? Mm-hmm. I mean, something is hard, but funding is not really a major issue because I mean, what if you have the funding but you don't know what you're going to do with it? Okay. So that's one is also there, but sometimes I, I I just I feel like you see if the system is free. It's so it's so convenient for us. I don't I don't care government support, but what I care most is that the system must be free, conducive enough for we the entrepreneurs to also work. So if I have tax, if I have tax exemption, I'll I'll be in haste to go and do my registration and everything. But if I start doing registration, that I know so I'm going to be paying taxes, and how much do I even get in return with my with my profits? I have to pay staff. And okay. to pay delivery guy and the other stuff. And the same, yeah. but then if the system is free for me, I have I can work free, you know. That, that, that's why I like Ghana. The, the peace is there. So you can go wherever you want to go. So the same way applies to the economy. If the economy is so favorable, today you go to the market, today you go and buy a glue tomorrow, the glue has been increased. Now we have something called Momo. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I don't care about the Momo, but what if and I, I do a lot of things with Momo? I don't receive cash. And so every day I'm transactions and I cry within me like all oh, this money that surplus can buy me food. But I, I mean, I it, it's it's fine. But I mean, if you're a startup like this, all those things that that's why in Ghana we don't have most Ghanaian flourishing businesses mm. because of all these things. You just you just end up not continuing again. So we have. Five people start business and they don't end up continuing. The, the, the sustainability is is really a problem in Ghana with startups. People don't, don't sustain businesses enough. It's so that they just collapse it because of all these things. So the system is not really favorable for us. It's just for few people, they will tell you that there's funding there, but that funding is for just few people, not for everybody. And so you try to do it your best, and the people will support you and God. That's true. That's true. Really right. Yes, I think I, I have I had someone on the podcast earlier this year, I think. And then he was also sharing the same sentiment with me. How 
coming by funding can be very difficult for startups. So I think I can understand yeah. it. So I think there was there was there was lagging when when we were connecting. So I asked, I asked a, a recent question. So I think let me just repeat the question again. I was asking what has been the most challenging part for you. What has been the most challenging part on this journey since you started coming full time three three years ago? Yeah. So as I said, no, it, it's for my side. I don't really have that much challenge, but the oh. challenge is really in the in the country that I'm in. The, oh. the, the economy or the system is not favorable. And if it's not about it's gonna affect everything. No matter who you are, the economy will affect anything that you do. Because today I'll go buy, I'll go and get glue. Tomorrow I'll go just increase the price. Today you said the slippers to this person. A person will be like, you not buy. So what if somebody will not buy your slippers for hundreds of days? You even you, you and you can't reduce if you reduce that, you're gonna you are still going for a loss. Yes, that's true. And so but we have some people who still will buy that because of the value they are going to get in return. Okay, okay, okay. I get it. And the, the, and then funding, I'm, 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 I, the reason why I don't want to put it, bring in funding that much is that you might get the funding, but if you don't have the objective, your goal, like, the money will come and you, it just go waste. The investor mm. will just waste his money. But if you know what you're in, right now, I, I told you my plan, this is what I want, and then I get money right now. I would definitely put the money into it. But where is the money coming from? I know God will bring it down. Mm. It's all calm. We are doing our best, and the rest yes. will flow. Amen. Yes, I believe so. I believe so. So I'm sure we have listeners from all over the world, all over Africa, who are also into one form of startup or the other. So what kind of advice would you have sure. for such people? Yes, just love what you do. You see, if, you, if the love is not there, you give up because you run out of sales. You lose money. That's, mm. You see, but then what will keep you is the love. And again, in every business, the customer always matters. You have to put in first. And there's two things. People buy two things. They buy good feeling and they buy solutions to their problems. And so whatever you want to do, make sure that thing is good to solve a problem. At the same time, it's going to have good to give good feeling to people, to customers, because people buy with emotions and they will justify with logic. Wow. Can you repeat that part again? So I'm saying that make sure you have love with it. have love you yeah. know love drives everything and yeah. so you can't tell me you're doing slippers and you don't like it you will stop because you are if you're, if you're only, only focus on the money you give up because every day i'm losing money but then if the love is there, the love will fuel your energy to continue doing it and i'm saying that once you do that make sure you the customer always matters how do you keep customer and keep winning them keep having them come to you focus on them at the same time, have two things. Customers only buy for two reasons. They buy because of good feeling, what they're going to get at the end of the day. Why am I buying these slippers? Because of the comfortability. So you're providing good feeling. They buy because of what? So it will solve their problem or their need. And so when you're coming up with a startup something, a bakery or anything, make sure that that thing will have a good feeling for that customer at the same time it will solve a problem for your client when you do this thing you're going to have customers always coming back and what you keep winning because customers what clients buy with emotions yes before you buy anything you buy with emotion and you justify with logic before i would say that i don't like this thing material before i would come in 
justify why I bought a thing. You bought yeah. it as so sometimes people buy something and be like, why did I even buy this thing? Because at the first place, you know, I don't really but but then the first the, the person bought a thing because of the feeling at first, the wounds and the need was there. Yes. Now the person will justify the reason why you bought it with his logic. It doesn't mean that you the market the, the 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 founder or the marketing person or the person the owner you should also make sure that you give reasons for mm-hmm. the person for buying there should be logic so mm-hmm. the person want the person is buying the thing and so emotions are there people buy with emotions always so don't forget that and emotions are contagious yes so it's very serious that you make sure you inculcate that in your strategy okay I hope I hope our listeners are learning a lot, and I think I'm also learning a lot here. So people buy people buy things, and then yeah. before they let her try and justify it with logic, I'm really learning a lot. Yeah, that's really great. Is that how people sometimes go to places like the mall and stuff and buy things that they don't probably need? They get home and then they are wondering why they bought yeah. those things. Yeah, because they bought it because yeah, my my first know that I met all mall. I mean that feeling is nice. You bought the thing at the mall. It's you've reached there, you know, that kind of self-fulfillment yeah. stuff. Yes. But now we can find a shape. Oh, so sad. I see. Oh, Edna, I think this is great. This is great. You are really learning a lot. So I'm sure there are people who may want to reach out to you, who may want to buy some of your products. Can you mention the name of the brand and then where they can get your products to buy? Okay, so it's, it's Fash Slippers. F-A-S-H. Fash Slippers. So on Instagram, on uh, on Facebook, um, um, it's Fash Slippers. But on LinkedIn, I'm the Ed- Edna Frimpon. LinkedIn, Edna Frimpon. I'm the Edna Frimpon there. She make her girl, yes. So um, and then if you want to also WhatsApp me or call me, um, you can call me on 059-151-4966. So you can WhatsApp me or call me on this line. And you can follow me on social media on my social media page. Very flow. If you want any advice, I'm also there. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Edna. So I'll, I'm going to leave your details in the description to the podcast so that people can easily remember and then reach out from there. So Edna, it's such an honor to have you on our podcast episode for today. We really learned a lot. I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot and I'm sure some of them are going to reach out to you and even buy your products. We'll also display some of your products for them to see how it looks like on our social media platform. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen. This has been the Toast Africa podcast. We'll catch you another time. Bye-bye.